What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because you're feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move, and throws, and touchdown. Do this is together. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. <laughs> hey, everybody, are you, are you doing okay out there? Welcome back to the, the Charger playoffs. chat. Playoffs. Playoffs. I'm your co-host, Wildock. Yes. Sorry, Let's go ahead, embrace Adam. it. No, you're fine. Let's. I'm your co-host, Wildock. Soon with my buddy, Kev Huggin Duggan. What's up, guys? Let's not forget Kyle the Coach Duggan. It's the playoffs. Playoffs, folks. Uh, it's <laughs> it's the time we've waited. It's happened. We're here, and Five we've seed. got a ton of stuff to talk about Come after on, this boys. game. Um, lots of things going on, lots of accolades to hand out because we're at that point now. It's the end of the regular season, so this is where the cutoff is for records and stuff like that. And now we start a new season, a postseason, oh, if no. you will. And, Hopefully we got uh, four games and uh, we win them all. Let's yeah, go. Let's go. Uh, we've, we've won got, four in a row before. Yeah, four happened. in a row, lose one. Four in a row. Four in a we row. did it before, and we'll it's a, do it again. It's an, hey, it's an L sandwich. Yeah, that's right. Four it's no a sandwich. Bookend. Yeah, that's the name of this episode. L sandwich. <laughs> the L sandwich. Those W's are just the bread, right? And then get rid of that little middle L. God, that was not fun. But yeah, that here was we are. Gross. Yes. Uh, gross. <laughs> let's see. We've got uh, a brisket of broads lined up, a fan focus, and an ask bold fam as always. But let's. Started off here at the top, talking about this last game. Let's talk it through. I was with Kevin. Kyle, where were you for this game? Um, I was at my my nephew, Phoenix's sixth birthday. It was at my parents' house. So we had the game on. But I like, I was like, I was going to go to the OGs if the Ravens mm-hmm. had won. I was like, okay, yeah, we got to keep our superstitions. I got to go. Right. But then we we they lost. And I was like, oh, we'll probably play backups and... I don't need to be like watching it that intently. Wasn't the case. Nope. We (laughs) didn't play any backups till like the very end of the fourth quarter. That was crazy. No, this was a game that 
uh, when I was watching with Kevin, we, I mean, we we're talking about, it, I was like, boy, we had to rewatch the highlights. Cause it was like, we were watching and we were into it, but at the same time, like there was so much going on that it was like, yeah, I, you're trying to remember like what happened during that yeah, game. So, I know it was very bizarre. They, it was like the Broncos scored two touchdowns in like two minutes at the end of the first half, right into the beginning of the second. Right. So it was just, weird. It was, it was weird because in preparation, we'll talk about it in a minute, but I was, I looked at the um, last time we played the Jacksonville Jaguars game. I watched that one again and then watched the highlights of this one. And it's pretty much how the beginning of the game started for both. We had, you know, a couple turnovers. It kind of started off weird. Um, and I'm just hoping that they just got that fumble ruski shit out of their system and are go back to the way they were the last four Look, weeks. Is it easier to win four games in a row or nine games in a row? Four. I'm we not a mathematician, that but that's math. We just had to get that one out of our system. It's yeah. over with. We know winning nine in a row is tough, and we got to go on a little run here. So get the the win streak juju out of there. And now we'll start a new one. Okay. Exactly. Fine by me. Um, fine by me. Fine by me. Yeah. As we were watching all the games, we saw Bills beat their team. Bills beat the uh, the Patriots. Patriots. Mm-hmm. Patriots, so. Patriots are not in the playoffs. Oh, not How the about playoffs. that? Not in the playoffs. Oh, it's so nice. And then the freaking Dolphins field goal limp their way six. into the Nine playoffs. To six. What a weak game that was that was oh, embarrassing like yeah. that yeah you if, if charger fans don't have confidence in our team going into the playoffs thank god you're not dolphins a feel. dolphins fan yeah good Hell. lord yeah For love of god nine to six yeah i guess their Gross. their thing is we didn't have Tua in that game but man that's tough hey don't know if you'll have them for the next game either so who knows yeah. but uh and then we saw the Bengals beat the ravens so Bengals solidified their spot we <laughs> solidified our again. spot so yep. we were going into this game thinking, okay, are we going to bench our guys? Are we going to come out and play a quarter, a drive? What's the plan? Ke- Remember last episode, Kevin was convinced no one's playing. No one is going to play if they if we already have this the seed like locked up. Everything I listened to was like rest is so important. You need to be rested. These guys are hurt in week 18. And so I had kind of come to terms with the fact that we weren't going to watch get to watch any of our guys play. I was like, mm-hmm. it's okay. It's whatever. Maybe they'll like it'll help in the end. Um, but boy, howdy, they played the whole game. Just about. I mean, we, yep. we saw everybody hit the field. We, and Kevin, we, when I was watching with Kevin, we were over at our good friend Randy's house, and he comes over with the phone. He's like, here's the list of inactives. And I'm like, give me that. Let me see. And, the, and I'm looking, I'm like, okay, yeah, no, more, no okay, Bryce Callahan, yeah, maybe, but weird. Yeah, I Storm think, Norton, Easton Stick, Isaiah Spiller. Yeah. I think that so was these the, are the normal list of inactives. Well, and then that the, those guys are backups. So, like, they... They're starting everyone. You have to play. Like even coach in his press conference said, I've only got a certain amount of guys that got to play these. Like I only have a certain amount of spots to put on a roster right. during the game. That's true. But those four that you put in active that are backups, you could have made them active and inactivated guys that you normally play. Right. The 48, there's four easy flip flop right well, there. Well, this is that easy, like, you know, hindsight is 2020. 20. 100%. But yeah. like you've seen these other teams, you've seen in the playoffs when teams fully bench their players at the yep. last game and they come out and they start off like shit and they lose their first yep. playoff game. I've seen that before. So the fact that our offense got out there and that first drive, hopefully that's indicative of what we're going to see in the playoffs because they were was great. They yeah. were great. Just the, the fact that we had fun, two fumbles changed the dynamic of that game. Right, we win that handedly. I think players are sitting at the end of halftime if those fumbles don't happen. 
Right. Well, wasn't Staley a part of that 2018 Bears coaching staff as well? When the Bears were like rolling, they had a great team. It was when Trubisky was like a rookie and running all over the place. Um, and then all of a sudden, they rested their guys in the last week of the season, came out just flat in the rate in the in the postseason. And right. that that played a part. It had to have like he knows you got to keep these guys moving. Right. It's just how long do you keep them going? I think that's I don't I under I kind of agree with letting them play. Yes, I think after that, even after that first drive where they our offense looked crisp, like it was it was execution, third down conversions, big plays, DC involved, Keenan, Mike, off, like everyone, it was the ball was getting spread. Honestly, after that, I would have been like, all right, that was good. Like I've they got some live looks. See. Yeah, yeah, they got live looks. They got that momentum going. Let's toss in some guy. Obviously, that's not what Staley wanted to do, and we'll see. Like we come out lights out on next Saturday, then it's all a moot point. Like he he did it right. the way that his team needed it done. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know what, what the entire mentality, obviously he wanted to play guys enough to be like, okay, we want to keep these guys fresh. And it went all the way to the half and we're like, okay, well maybe it'll just be a half, but then they came yeah. back out at halftime. I was expecting it. Everyone to be done. Yeah. I really honestly felt like everyone was going to be it's done about, after halftime. I, it felt like that's the only thing that I got from Daniel Popper on tweets during the game. You know how he normally sends out a bunch of info throughout the game with stuff right. that he sees on the field. The only thing he was tweeting was like, starters are still in the game. Starters. Repeat. 10 minutes later. Starters. Starters <laughs> are now in still the in the game. And I'm yeah, like, it is. what is going on? Yet still yeah. in the game. Yeah. Um, it, it was kind of an odd choice. And I don't know what that, what to constitute that to. I mean, Staley talks about, you know, I've only got 48 guys. I've got to manage everything correctly. I want to make sure that everybody is where they need to be. Part of me feels like, and I'm this is just me shooting in the dark. I'm not saying this is a fact in any way, shape, or form. But knowing how competitive Justin Herbert is and looking back yeah. at the game, you know, playing Jacksonville and Herbert was in that game basically all the way to the end. Yeah. I bet you Herbert was like, no, we got to win. We got to beat these guys. And it probably took until that fourth quarter where it's like, dude, this game doesn't matter. You're done. You yeah. got to come out. We got to get yeah. you out. Not saying that that is necessarily the case, but that's the only thing I, I think, can think of. I like that. I think that's fair. I think the the killer mentality, the way the culture of what our team is right now, these guys are like that. I feel like that's the case. And I'd rather have a whole bunch of killers out there than some guys <laughs> that are like wanting to, you know, take care of themselves a little bit. You know what I mean? Right. Like that mentality I, is important. I thought the offense looked good. I did. I had no issues and like they were out there a long time, but it, it felt like they were, they were still clicking the defense on the other hand, man, those big plays over the top. That was just like, what that are we even, why did we show up? Like, right. It really felt uninspired on the defensive side of the it ball. Very as if it was practice. Yeah. Kind of a walkthrough type of like feel to it. Yeah, and it was weird, man. Like that was not one of Derwin's best games. Like, no, no, he no. was. Whenever there was something big, that was usually his guy. So I'm, I'm hoping this was like a big, like, hey guys, you're not who you thought you were those last four weeks. You got to keep your, got to keep working because this isn't gonna cut it. No right. more fumbles. Yeah. You can't do that. We can't turn the ball over. And you guys got to play the way you did. You got to step it up, or you know, we're gonna have to make some changes because that is not gonna cut it in the playoffs. So I'm no. glad we got it out of the way. How about Kyle freaking Van Oy with a tip ball for a pick, another sack? Yeah. Guys Bosa got a sack. Mac Bosa got, got a sack. sack. Mac got a sack. Sebastian Joseph Day got the interception. 
so it's like there were some big plays. It was just those those big plays we let up. We let up a couple big time runs, and Jerry right. Judy was just killing us over the top. Right. Yeah, they were really getting them out in space and kind of. I think if if you're if you're Jacksonville, you're looking at what Denver just did. And maybe yeah. that's like a little bait and switch that coach is doing and they played a little softer. They did something different in that, but they, they were able to spread us out. And then our secondary wasn't able to make tackles in that game. Mm-hmm. That's at least what I saw. They were, they were struggling for angle of pursuit. Um, Derwin got a really bad angle of pursuit on one of the big runs. I was like, that is not like him at all, like right. getting sucked in. So I'd rather that happen in that game. Yeah. Than them to show up when it really matters and to do that. So I think in, in their minds, there's going to be an emphasis on ball security and there's going to be an emphasis on, you know, pulling their heads out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff to clean up, stuff to, you know, get ready for, for this next Jacksonville game. But I'm not game. worried. I'm not worried. And I'm not worried about it at all. It's a weird at outlier all. for the defense, but the offense looked great. Now it's just, and special teams was the special teams. Yeah. So let's just keep it Dicker going. Dicker nailed like a 50 yarder in that game. Dicker was great. Uh, there was that one uh, where they muffed the punt and Alohi Gilman came in and retrieved the ball. So especially there was positives to be taken on all sides of the ball. It's just the fumbles on the offense, some of the big plays on defense. And that and, and we're talking about it. a different game. Yeah. And as I talked to Kevin about it last night, like obviously this wasn't a game that needed a win. But if Justin Herbert stayed in through the rest of that game, we would have won that you game. You win that game. Yeah, we would have won that game. Yeah. I mean, it would, it would have been a completely different end to that game. So, it was, but it's a game final drive that you need. That Chase looked at. pretty good on that touchdown drive he with did. a two point conversion. The two point conversion was awesome. That yeah. was yeah. to Palmer, right? Palmer got the yeah. two point. Palmer yeah. got the toe tap in the back of the end zone. That looked good. That was awesome. So, mm-hmm. there's still a lot of positive things to take away from a game that didn't matter, folks. So, yeah. um, all things to take into consideration. Um, one of the things that we saw today, um, we've seen. Uh, this kid, Aiden, who <laughs> the shirtless watched, wonder, the shirtless wonder, Shirt this off. this muraled kid who at games comes in and with all the fire and energy in his being takes his jersey off, swings it above his head, and is just <laughs> gets the crowd a going. Yeah, um, and he's he's been I I'm gonna say part of a lucky charm for the Chargers in this last uh, win streak that we had going until the last game, and I think they're. Chargers recognized he wasn't at that Broncos game. I think that's what they recognized. Well, <sighs> his debut, his debut was the Chiefs game. So the lucky charm the home was Chiefs a, game yeah. had a delayed effect. Right. Well, it, yeah, it was. It's you know when you take a pill, it doesn't hit right away. <laughs> it takes <laughs> give it some time. time. You got to yeah. let it sit for a little bit, yeah. and then eventually it <laughs> takes effect. But um, the Chargers did right by uh, Aiden and his sister Poppy. Uh, they messaged him and had a zoom call with him to let him know that they were going to be getting him tickets to the playoff game. And it was delivered by none other than Justin Herbert. What an awesome guy. He's so funny, dude. He sat down. He's like, hi, I'm Justin Herbert quarterback of the Los Angeles Chargers. Like, (laughs) everyone knows who you are, Justin. What are you doing? Shut Uh, up. (laughs) He's like, he still doesn't think anyone knows who he is. Like, stop it, Justin. We all know who you are. What is he supposed to do? Hey, I'm him. It's me. Supposed to be just like, hey, guys, how you doing? I'm that guy. What what is that bowler when he's like, I'm me. You're not him. I am. Yeah, you're not him. I am. He goes, who do you think you are? I am. (laughs) am. (laughs) That's how we should have started this press cut, this video. But so um, that's so cute that they get to go to the game and hopefully. Yes. And it was very hard. How jealous are you of that little 12 year old kid? So bad. (laughs) I can take my shirt off. I love him, but I also hate him. I'm happy to do it. 
All three of us, we'll all take our shirts off and wave them around. <laughs> yeah, 100%. we might not be as cute, but we'll do it. <laughs> we'll bring the energy. <laughs> yeah, I'll, we'll definitely bring something. You're not going to like it, but yeah, I'll do hey, it. No. I'm not saying you're going to want to see it, but I'm doing it whether you like it or not. <laughs> if this kid gets playoff tickets, I'm not going to come with a shirt to SoFi ever again. <laughs> Put us behind sure, the field goal post, pocket. and when they're kicking, yeah. we just take our shirts off. It's like yeah. in basketball games when they're all the like waving section. shit. The, the kicker won't be able to keep his eyes off of oh, us and no, get distracted. No, no. All right, I've yeah. got the move. We need to get masks little paper masks made of, of aiden, aiden. <laughs> put it yeah. on our face so that way we take our shirts off and we're waiting hairy we'll be just cute it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it's uh, all in the face late 30s <laughs> version of uh aiden aiden, yeah, aiden you want to know what you have to look forward to <laughs> here's what you're this. gonna look like it's not yeah. as cute as when you no, do yeah. it no take advantage of it now Keep yeah that thing swirling no he's gonna be a stud <laughs> yeah um all right and now let's look at some of the accolades at the this end of regular season accolades um chargers tweeted this out that they are the second team in nfl history to have six players with 500 receiving yards and we're talking deandre carter keenan allen josh palmer mike williams austin eckler and gerald everett however i will tag on to this as i was perusing reddit the day, I believe it was the day before, uh, somebody had linked to a tweet uh, from QB University at QB underscore university stating that if Carter gets five yards and Keenan Allen gets one touchdown, they will be the only team ever with six guys with 500 yards receiving and at least three touchdowns. Wow. So not only did these guys get 500 yards, they also got three touchdowns apiece. Let's go. And the only bummer of this whole thing is Carter uh, was 12 yards short of like a $250,000 bonus. Mm. bonus. As he was running down the field when he had that big catch. Oh, fumble, yeah, like, that oh he's going to get it. He's going to get it. He's going to get it. And yeah. then fumble. And then fumble. he's out for the game. Because those, no those to you, receiving yards don't count when you fumble, right? No, they do. But okay, so they count. He could have picked up a couple more. And then I it, like... You're still kept moving. The drive Maybe going. they kept go the right drive going. You get a touchdown. Plus, yeah, that was a... He's kicking himself over that one for sure. If you're if you're the team, you got to throw him like a gift cards to Chili's or something. Like you tried, man. Next year, we'll get you. Go yeah. get some baby back, baby back, baby, baby back, back ribs. ribs. Don't forget about the queso. That shit's good. DC yeah. with the baby, the little guy. Here's some baby back ribs. <laughs> He's just sitting there Not crying, rack, eating just ribs. Some baby backs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, that that is crazy to have six guys with over 500 yards apiece and at yeah. least three touchdowns. Yeah, it's wild. That, the only, that's a the only wild other squad. team. The only other team was the Saints like 10 years ago or whatever. Also right. Drew Brees, Sean Payton, similar yeah. offense. So it makes sense. They but they didn't the have the three touchdowns apiece. So that's that's the icing on the cake. There's no team that's had this with three touchdowns apiece. If so. you expand it out there far enough, you can find some stats where we're the first ones to ever do hey, it. Stuff. I'm just trying to put these guys up on a pedestal right now. Let me I have like this. It. Put them up <laughs> there. Love, love, let <laughs> me have it. Shut up. Um, Unattainable. <laughs> let's see. And then PFF uh, tweeted out the final yardage of all the QBs in the league. Uh, for passing yards, number one, Patrick Mahomes over 5,000. It's a lot. But number two is Justin Herbert, 4,735 yards. Second most Come passing on. yards in the league. We were close. We were both at 5,000 in our pre, you know, beginning of the season before it started. We were thinking he's going to be right around 5K. Right. He we got over there. 5K last year. So yeah, it we was damn not close. Not, yeah, I mean, and that's 
what do you attribute that to? You know, we attribute that to inner injuries, Ribs. not having Keenan Allen, not having Mike Williams, having to Ribs. have six guys with over 500 yards, having to toss it to everybody. I, I think a jar, Chargers jersey on watching the first time we played uh, Jaguars. I think the big reason if we would have had this person, he'd be at 5,000 is Jalen Guyton. Oh, I think oh, J- yeah. Jalen Guyton had Jaylen like a Guyton. 160 yard catch in that game. If he does a couple of those, that's easy 5K. Easily. Yeah. So great to see Justin Herbert out up there. Top two QB passing out of boy, boy. Proud of you, man. Um, all right. Well, after this win, we were anxiously waiting to find out when the Chargers were going to play oh. in the postseason. And we found out, and this is via Fernando Ramirez, Chargers will play Jacksonville Jaguars on Saturday night at 5.15 p.m. Local time on NBC. I'm assuming that's Pacific. Uh, Justin Herbert versus Trevor Lawrence on prime time. It is specific. Yeah, it is yeah. specific. So, Kyle, what are you going to be? You're going to be in Hawaii in I'll a be in Maui. pool. I'm going to find, no, I got to find somewhere to go. I was like desperately looking online if there's a diehard bolt club Maui. And I found some weird stuff. I don't know if there's like an official chapter out there, but I'm going to, we're going to try to find a, a sports bar we can go and watch. You it know at. what you should do? Now, I don't know if he's going to be in town. You should message Braden Vahoko's dad, Villy. And find yeah, out where he's watching the I game. I think he lives they're in on, Texas they're on now. Oa- they're, yeah, they're, they live in Texas, and he's from the island of Oahu, so we're on okay. an island. I'm just but that would have been sick. Yeah, I would love to see you sit well, down. If, you, if you're listening to this and you're in Maui, <laughs> Maui. Uh, hit up Coach on uh, Twitter, yeah. and you guys can watch yeah. the game together. Yes. Yeah, that would be sick. Yeah, we need a we need a watching partner for Coach. Um, all right, well, looking over at Brandon Staley, post-game presser. Uh, these are some quotes that he had for us. And then that that post game presser watching that, he was pretty fucking pissed. He was a little pissed. Oh, he was agitated. Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. very annoyed. Um, he did not was, like being questioned on when no. he was, who he was playing when and when they were going to be pulled. Right. And it was he like was somebody pissy. asked, like, whose decision was that? Was that, you know, the GM's decision? He's like, that was my decision. Minus yeah. the f. It was my decision. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, he right. could have thrown that in there and that wouldn't have been out of place. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, who are you just like, that's such like a, like a challenging of the head coach. Yeah. Like, it's bullshit you're not, you're, you, you don't have the authority to make that call. So who's making that call? Is that, that reporter? Right. Surely it a, couldn't have been you. I can't yeah, remember who it was, ballsy, but that was kind of, yeah. Yeah. Got, that's a ballsy ass. That's not how you build a relationship with the coach. Not even get, a little bit. Answers. No. Yeah. So some of these quotes, uh, Staley regarding the injury to Mike Williams, that was really the one major disappointment from this last game was seeing Mike yeah, Williams go scary. down. That was scary. We saw him go down and he was able to get up for a little bit and then he had to kind of get back down again and then they carted him to the back. People are and tweeting he, about seeing yeah. him getting off the, the cart and it's just like everybody's Not hair. being able to walk to the bus, like right. being helped to the bus out of the yeah. locker room. Like, oh my God. I didn't hear that. Is that true? Yeah, he had there some was a help, tweet yeah. that he had help getting to the bus. So, it, I know. So, if you hear that, you're just like, He's dead. He's, he's dead. dying. Yeah, he's yeah. he's dead. He's dying. D- dig him a grave because never gonna you play just toss year. him in. He's yeah. never. Yeah, yeah. we're we're done. Uh, but coach said Mike's MRI confirmed that there was not a fracture or a muscle injury. He just has a contusion. It's a fancy we'll word for bruise. Yeah. So you will see him back at practice at some point this week. Sweet. Let's go. So, short week of practice too. So hopefully he's just get him iced up, shoot him up with some shit. Let's go. Right. Yeah. It, it's wait until you hear. What the actual issue is. I understand that, you know, when you see these guys and they're hurt, it's like, 
you want to just I feel be like, mad and punch everybody in the room. I feel like you're talking about me. No, I'm I, you, no, no, no. This, this is what happened. I was sitting next to Adam at this little bar thing at our buddy's house, and I'm like, oh. I was I'm like falling apart. Him, like, He's gonna be he's okay. like, dude, it's gonna be okay. Don't worry about it's gonna it. be fine. It's be okay. And and then all the news of like he had to get help in the locker. I'm like, look, Adam, look, you're wrong. It's you're wrong. Okay. And then today, and it, he was totally yeah, right. Yeah. So I it's need to like okay. chill out a little. And now bit, it's okay. So. Yeah. Now it's okay. No, it's not just you. There's other people that are tweeting. Obviously, Twitter, Chargers Twitter exploded with that yeah. news because it was just that everyone's was just opinion like, on how that thing should have been handled. I put right. my phone down. I didn't really want to engage with that. It was pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. So keep an eye on the injury report. I think the injury report is going to come out the day this episode comes out on Tuesday. Yeah. So we'll, you guys will know shortly after this episode comes out, if not before, what Mike's situation is on the injury report. Um, Staley on the process behind determining playing time for particular players. This was what got him fired up. Uh, those decisions are mine. Obviously, we're collaborating with our coaching staff, front office, and ownership. I think that yesterday is an example of the tough side of the NFL of balancing competition and then keeping your team as healthy as possible going into the playoffs and trying to build a culture within a football team and an organization and how you want to do things. We were trying to strike that balance yesterday. I think that our guys did a good job with it. We'll learn a lot from it and keep better as keep getting better as we go. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, that, that's the thing is like everybody from the outside looking in is going like, we've got the fifth seed. Why would you play Justin yeah. Herbert? Why would you play these guys? And there is a reason. Obviously, Staley's not doing it just going like, I just yeah. want to see him play. Yeah, and I just want yeah. to make sure they know how to play. Football. I don't really know. I just kind of feel like I flipped a coin and I was like, it came up head. So I was like, yeah, if you guys are playing, sorry, it's the coin's fault, not mine. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, there, not there is a plan. There is a reasoning behind it. And because we don't necessarily know what the plan is, we get upset. We get angry because we're not, <laughs> we're not in the know, but uh, I got to trust him. I got to trust that he knows what he's doing. I got to trust that he, his plan, everybody, every player, trust this guy you've got people like kyle van noy going like this guy doesn't get enough respect you mm -hmm. guys got to put some respect right. on staley's name so i got to trust that he that he knows what he's doing and obviously it was his call to make that he wants these players out there and regardless of whether you think they should have been out there at all or for a drive or for a quarter or for a half or what ended up being three quarters it's not your decision it's not your decision <laughs> so get with the program but yeah. it's it's like you're like everything that we've gone through this whole season, you're allowed to disagree with it. Like if you would have done it differently, percent, that's totally fine. But right. like looking back at it now, what if he didn't play anyone? We show up ice cold in the whole first half against the Jaguars. Fumble twice right off the bat. Right. Everyone would be pissed off that we didn't play. So it's like, this was his strategy. He stuck with it. Now let's see if it pays off. You, right. Like everyone, you can, I probably wouldn't have done that. I'm super conservative and I right. would have been scared. So I would have played them one quarter. That's what I really would have done to keep consistency, get them in the flow of the game. And then I would have pulled all my big-time starters. The offensive sure. line would have stayed in. Um, defensive line, probably most of them would have stayed in. Um, but all my specialty guys that ha get hurt a lot, it seems like, those guys would have been out. I would have had Eck out of the game. Justin right. would have been out of the game. Mike Keenan. I would have left Palmer and DC in the game to get some more reps. Derwin would have been out of the game. Vato, even Vato, I would have pulled out of the game. Um, but so it, But... I'm not I'm not mad at Coach Staley. When it was happening, I was like, oh, right. this is crazy. This is different than what I would have done. But who we won the Super Bowl 
who cares? Like looking back now, exactly. if Mike Williams was out for the whole playoffs, I'd have been like, wow, that was pretty stupid. Move yeah. Right. Hey, it, not the right move. And and a hundred percent, like just because I don't agree with it doesn't mean I'm pissed off about it. Doesn't mean I'm angry. Doesn't mean I'm asking for a new coach. Hey, yeah. It's not what I would have done. Obviously this is his, this is his part of his identity is being competitive, even going into a game that doesn't matter. Yeah. We got to still show the world who we are. We're the charters and we're going to play. And obviously it comes down to a It's not about the win. If it was about the win, Justin would have stayed in the whole game. Yeah. It's not right. about the win. It's about going in and being competitive. Like you said, Kevin, that first drive looked great. Mm-hmm. And you want to see that going into the next game. Keep that momentum going. It's not necessarily about it's not about winning. It's not keeping that momentum going. It's about making sure these guys know how to play and play to the level that they need to play going into the playoffs. I think it was a good humbling gut check for for a lot of these guys. Totally. I think I think there's something that you you can take out of that and that is positive that will help us next week. Right. Cuz if we would have just steamrolled them with not only our our starters but backups, not much to learn from that really. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, we're badass. Right. But we got a gut check before it really matters. So Right. Take advantage of that and and thrive off of that. Right. Because there's yeah. no right or wrong answer to what do you do right. when it comes to that situation. It's just like everybody can have an opinion and you could, you know, you could do who wants to be a millionaire and, you know, t- take a poll and see like, all right, how many people think we should do this? How many people think we should do this? And I'm sure he looked at the numbers to see what is the success for teams that bench their players on that on a game that doesn't matter versus teams that don't. And Whatever it was that caused his decision, I support it. Not necessarily what I would have done, but I support it. Yeah. Got to be. I'm a fan. Um, Staley on tackle Rashawn Slater's progressing in his rehabilitation. He is making progress. Similar to the way we handled uh, Joey Bosa's situation. You guys will get a sense of that when he is getting close to a return to practice. He is making progress. I am proud of the way he has come back and worked hard to give himself a chance to play. That last couple mm-hmm. words. Yeah, it was kind of doom and gloom. No chance of him playing until that last sentence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what he did with Joey. It was like, you'll find that you'll hear about it when you hear about it. But you're not going to hear about it from us. You're going to hear about it from, you know, Ian Rappaport or some shit. Like he's at right, Some official announcement. Yeah, so yeah. if you keep an eye on, you know, Rappaport or whoever else you follow in the NFL, like insiders. Right. Tomorrow, if, if Rashawn Slater's at practice, that's where you'll hear about it first. Yeah. Right. But he's, I don't think he's going to play on Saturday if he's not practicing tomorrow or today when this comes out. That's a good right. point. And right. I don't no know what that, he, I don't know what you're saying to um, Sawyer also. If he, he comes right. in for like two days of practice, like you got us here, Sawyer, but sorry, take hop, hop off. You know what I mean? Well, that's just the reality of the business. But I don't, if he's not practicing all three days, working his body, getting up to speed, there's no right. way he's playing on Saturday. Yeah. Right. Um, and then on the Jaguars' development since the week three meeting, Staley said they are a different team. They have been through a lot since the game we played them. Uh, their season was kind of a roller coaster as well. They were two and six at one point and then really got hot at the end. I think our seasons are probably similar that way in that we played our best football at the end. They're a complete football team, offense, defense, and special teams. What makes a team a formidable team? Those elements are still there. And they've improved. We have a lot of respect for this football team. It, and they are. They are yep. a different football team. I, I went back and watched the highlights of the of the Chargers-Jaguars game. And it's like, you got guys playing that 
don't normally play in those positions. And same thing for the Jaguars. They've got guys that were playing really well that game that aren't going to be in this upcoming game. So yeah, um, two completely different teams. And yeah, they went on a hot streak at the end. But guess what? So did we. And just because we didn't win a game that wasn't didn't matter, that doesn't change it. Yeah, they. I'm just like looking over their schedule of what they've done. It's just such a weird season for them. Like very similar to us, kind of just so inconsistent. You mm-hmm. know, like you lose 40 to 14 to the Lions and then you beat the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And then you you get smoked by, you get beat by the Colts, give up 34 points. And then you go and you beat, you beat the Raiders and you beat the Bronco. Like you you have these weird good games and these weird really bad games. And, our game was not great against the Broncos, right? But our offense still looked good. Like their last game that we all watched on Saturday night was that was a, not a very impressive performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, there's 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 opportunities for us to be able to take advantage. Um, I think it's going to be a really good game. I'm I I can't wait. Absolutely, yeah. If we come up with a good game plan, we've seen what these guys can do. You know, going into games like against the Dolphins, where we're just like, Jesus, man, this is the Dolphins. How are we going to win? Found a way to win. Same yeah. thing with the Titans. And there's no reason why they can't, can't come up with a winning game plan against the Jaguars. Do this. No turnovers, strong defense. Yeah. We're no turnovers and you're in good shape. Yeah. Um, and then on the injury side of things, uh, if there were any additional injury updates, Staley said, Bryce Callahan, you'll see him back at practice this week. Uh, Trey Pipkins made it out of the game okay. I think that was it from the game. Um, the only one that wasn't mentioned was uh, Daniel Popper, uh, who said that Brandon Staley said Kenneth Murray uh, had a stinger, is expected to be back at practice this week. For those that everyone, un- understand a stinger, Kyle, tell yeah. everyone what a stinger is. Yeah, so everyone's like blowing up, like, oh my God, Kenneth Murray got a stinger. It's like most games he would have <laughs> played through that. You yeah. know, like a stinger is, it's it happens right here in your neck and shoulder. It's when you just get boom, like pop, and you feel this like sharp, like sting going all through like your shoulder and neck. Mm. It happens all the time. Like it's not something that you can make worse by continuing to play, at least at the level that I've seen it happen. Now, these guys are full grown men that are insane machines. So maybe it's a little bit more severe, but stingers don't keep you out of games unless it's a week 18 meaningless game that you don't want to make, you don't want to, you're just like, okay, you're done. You got a little banged up. We're mm-hmm. done. So yeah, the stinger don't, don't blow that out of proportion as Brandon Staley's stupid for playing the starters. Cause look, Kenneth Murray got a stinger. It's like, he yeah. probably has one most games. You just don't hear about it. Cause he goes back in. Right. Like he didn't even bring it up. And when he was just asked about injuries, he didn't even talk about it. He had to be specifically asked about Kenneth Murray to say anything. Mm-hmm. So all good things to take into consideration. And then looking at our opponent, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, the previous game that we had with them, uh, Jaguars won 38 to 10. Uh, looking at the oh, biggest QB loss of the year, right? That was our that biggest was loss. Bad. Four tutties. Yeah. I yeah. That first loss. It was the third or no. Yeah. It, it had to be our second because we lost to Kansas City the, the week before. Yeah. We just barely. That was, yeah. We barely yeah. lost. And then we came out. Justin wasn't himself and could not get the run game going. No Corey Lindsley. We had no Corey Lindsley. Yeah, That's yeah. why we couldn't run the ball. You had yeah. clap in there and that. That's not great. Yeah, looking nope. at the at the passing comparison, you know, Trevor Lawrence, 262, three touchdowns, no interceptions, no sacks. Justin Herbert, 297 yards, touchdown, interception, it's the, and a sack. The turnovers is what it was. Like, they had a yeah. very clean game on offense, and we didn't do much to disrupt that. 
and you know we were turning the ball over. You know, yeah. Sony Michelle was our leading rusher, averaging yeah. Sony Michelle was our leading rusher. Justin Her Austin Eckler only got five yards that game. Yeah, Sony so Michelle had carries. five for, for twenty-two yards. Yeah, it was the most. It was the worst rushing we've ever had, especially uh, this. Uh, yeah, that might not, be an all-time bad all-time low. Yeah, when that like, was when we were looking at it, going thirty-three like, this yards, is not the Austin Eckler we saw from last year, and it took him until week right. three, and then once week three or week four hit. Yep. Boom, he was he off to the race, and now he's got 18 yeah. touchdowns for the season. Yeah. Yep. So, um, and then, yeah, and then Jacksonville's rushing had James Robinson, 17 carries for 100 yards. Oh. I, don't, I don't think James Robinson is is playing anymore, right? Last the mm. When I saw the game, I only saw ETN playing. I didn't notice I think Robinson Travis, ETN was coming off an injury when we first played him, and now he's kind of taken over the reps in terms of that. I don't know where James Robinson, Robinson is. I didn't see him on, the, on their roster when I looked up running backs because I remembered Robinson rushing for 100 yards and a touchdown. I was like, Jesus, is that guy still on the team? And I checked and I didn't see him on the roster. So if he is, I might have skipped over his name. But yeah. Um, but yeah, as we were talking about the injury report or for that game, Corey Lindsley wasn't in. Nope. That was Will Clapp sitting in there at center with Justin Herbert with bru- bruised ribs, cartilage. Check, check, check. I Jamie have check. an update on the James Robinson. You are correct. He got traded to the Jets after Brees Hall got hurt. There That's you go. Right. So, so they yeah, so there is no James Robinson. James Robinson. You're, right. you're rushing is ETN and who knows who else, some other names that I didn't quite recognize. So, um, but that e- but that injury, we're talking no Corey Lindsley. You had Will Clapp in, Justin Herbert with bruised rib cartilage. No one, yet, he was, no one thought he was going to play this game. It, they no, even announced he, that right. they announced he didn't that Daniels, practice the whole week. Chase yeah, Daniel he had was two limiteds and didn't practice on Friday. He was questionable. Um, same thing with Keenan Allen. That was during the time Keenan Allen, we lost him week one, didn't get him back until what, week seven, eight, or something like that. So we didn't have Keenan Allen. Uh, JC Jackson was still dealing with his post uh, surgery injury. Um, Trey Pipkins was on there as well, and Donald Parham was out with his concussion as well. So I think the biggest one is that Corey Lindsley, man. Like that, you, oh, you've yeah. seen what this offense is like without him. It's he's like the unsung hero of this offense. Yeah, hundred so percent. Without the blue. out him, it's it's tough, man. It really is. And that's the game that we lost: Joey Bosa, Rashawn Joey Slater, Bosa. and Jalen Guyton, all yep. in that one game. So uh, it's it's two different teams coming back in here, folks, and one arguably healthier than the other one even yeah. with the injuries that we saw from this previous game we're coming in there ready to play um, and here's the reality like we hear it all the time when they talk about divisional opponents like when we play the chiefs twice a year the raiders twice a year the broncos yeah. twice a year it's hard to beat the same team twice whatever it is it's really hard to scheme up show up and beat the same team twice in one year and for that reason only i that's why i really wanted the jaguars over the titans because we beat the Titans, and it's hard. It's just, it's just a reality. It's hard to beat the same team twice in one year. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that game. They have to be. That's in their mind. Like mm-hmm. we smoked this team, right? You know, like well, however hard they try to stop it from being a part of their psyche, it's in there. Like we smoked this team, right? Um, whereas the Chargers, the exact opposite. Like it, it's the playoffs, but there's even more fuel. They embarrassed us at home. Mm-hmm. Like they embarrassed us. It will be a different situation come this Saturday. Come up for that ass. <laughs> um, and then uh, this is something to consider, folks. Diehard Bolt Club tweeted out, calling all Chargers fans. Please join Diehard Bolt Club Friday, January 13th, 7.30 a.m. at, I don't remember how to pronounce this, Hoag, 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 Hoag yeah. Performance Center. 
and show support to the players as they arrive and board their bus for LAX. Let's make sure they know we got their backs and send them out right. This is playoff football. This is the stuff yeah. that they used to do with the queue and all that stuff yeah. when the games are over. Like, if you can, I know it's a Friday morning, but it, it's going to be cool and it's going to show the guys that we got their back. So if you can yeah. go, um, the Hogue performance is, you know, there's going to be Dire Bowl Club members there and then you can celebrate them as we ship them off to go bring us home a W. Yeah. Yeah. If you have questions, I'd say reach out to the Die Hard Bowl Club. Uh, I'm sure they'd be able to help you get directions or whatever the situation might be, where to park. Uh, but if we, if you're in the area, I'm sure these guys would love nothing more than to see the support of fans. After being yeah. the team that has no fans, this would be a huge difference maker for these guys and yeah. really get their minds right going into this game this Saturday. 100%. Um, well, if you want to get your laughs right, you can go on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash charger chat. Check out all the funny videos we've got over there. A lot of yucks. And we need to shout out our new Patreon members. And we've got one this week. I think it's a familiar name. Pablo Valencia Jr. Welcome to the party, pal. That's right. Thank (laughs) you for joining our Patreon. And if you don't want to come to patreon.com slash charger chat, that's all right. You can go on over to chargerchat.com. Check out all the cool stuff we've got over there. T-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. You can chat it up with other Charge Chatteteers in our member section and ask questions and ask Will Fam. So go check out chargechat.com. All right, gang, time to go on to the next segment. It's the final one of the regular season. Let's enjoy it while we can. It's the brisket of bronze. One, two, one, two, three. Well, there's no place they wouldn't try to hang out with Justin and his squad. Get ready to hear their positive thoughts. It's time for Is that cool? Should we say hello? Or do we just, just who cares about saying hello? Hello, everybody. Oh, he wanted to say hello. It's nice to say hello. 
Oh, okay. Hi. We wanted to start with an opening statement. You guys, this game was just for funsies. It was just for fun. It didn't matter yeah. if we won or lost. Uh, football is fun. Football is fun. Also, I feel like I wanted to give a shout out to Yeti or not. She made these hats. Kept us warm. Thank you, Kristen. First off, this game took place in Denver, Colorado, in the United States of America. I don't know if you guys know this, but in Denver, they have this thing called winter. And in winter, it gets so cold that water actually freezes. For real, you guys. So there was like all kinds of this frozen water all over the place. Look at it. I'm going to try to get you as close as possible. But don't worry. Mm -mm. These girls were prepared. Some may even say we were overprepared. It wasn't that cold. <laughs> Mary got her snowsuit off Etsy. And Heather got her snowsuit off of the little boys rack at Target. <laughs> Some yellow puff paint and I don't know how many hours later and I had myself a real bolted up snowsuit. Uh, we also made signs, sign. We, we made sign. <laughs> For any of you who don't know, Brandon Fajoko was like the defensive lineman. We should be called the Blockbusters, you know, because we bust blocks. And <laughs> they were like, that's lame. <laughs> so we thought, hey, we got your back, Bray. So we made. Um... There you go. There it is. <laughs> I was very happy with how it turned out. And so was Brayden. He sure was. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves and start showing game footage yet. So we gotta rewind. Rewind. Be kind. Rewind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you guys know what rewinding is? Then we braved the treacherous elements and made our way to the Chargers tailgate. And we saw a lot of that frozen water we've been talking about. That was a close one. <laughs> the Chargers tailgate was fantastic as usual. Mm -hmm. We saw some old friends. We made some new friends. Yeah, some of us might not remember, but some of us Kilt wearing Justin was making us breakfast burritos. And then Tessa showed us this purse she made out of soda, can tabs, and magic. Kilts will dog. <laughs> Do you own a kilt? Cause seeing that guy in a kilt I was like, Adam should probably yeah. have a kilt. He's got the beard already. Yeah, we never really see what pants you guys are wearing, so I'm gonna just imagine that yeah. Adam, you're wearing a kilt. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of fun activities going on at the tailgate, like cornhole and and snow. <laughs> we played with the snow. We played in the snow. We played on the snow. Whenever you 
Hey, the boats. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was snow. Another huge highlight. We finally got to meet Bree. And it's always cool when you get to meet someone in real life that you've just like been watching on Twitter or Instagram. What is it? Hey, some, uh, what is it? the tailgate fun times we moseyed on over to empower stadium mile high stadium <laughs> that's the full name yeah we saw some really interesting things along the way mm -hmm. what does it look like it kind of looks like a unicorn with spina bifida oh my gosh is that russell wilson <laughs> in this next clip i say a bad word I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry. Becky, Mary's mom. I apologize uh, to Kevin and Kyle's mom. And Adam, I don't know how your mom feels about profanity, but um, Mama Wooldog, I also apologize to you. Look at this horse's ass. <laughs> how could I not? So it was funny. Yeah. It's a pun. Now we got time to talk about the stadium. What do you think about the stadium, Mary? It was nice. It's kind of like a throwback. I felt like I was transported to the '90s, and I was out buying Skechers shoes with my mom. Yeah, it did really feel like when you think of this is what a stadium will look like. That's what it looked like. Mm -hmm. You're like, yeah, the sports event happens here for sure. Um, I also thought the picture of Russell Wilson on the front was pretty funny because he just looked so sad. Look, look, look at that horse's ass. <laughs> so then we finally went inside the stadium and inside the stadium, there are lots of really interesting things happening inside the stadium inside. <laughs> <laughs> you said inside so many times. I know. We met this cool girl who made a really cool sign. Oh that lining was coming out of or going up that horse's butt. That horse's ass. I don't know why they tried to take that sign away from her when she first came in the stadium. Yeah, her dad was like, they said that you can't bring in signs. I'm like, I feel like they said you can't bring in that sign. We saw the Broncos mascots. They had a horse, of course. They had a mini horse. Of course. And then I don't know what this was. Like a naked dude in a barrel? I don't get even it. Even the other Broncos fans didn't know. <laughs> I don't even think he was supposed to be there. He probably just crashed the stadium. Just do anything with confidence and no one will question you. They also have a real horse. We were guessing what the name was. Mary thought it might be yeah, Steve. Steve. But we actually asked one of the fans sitting next to us. What's the horse's name? Thunder. Oh, like, uh, like Chargers, Thunder. Uh. The horse's name is Thunder. That's our mascot. That's our horse. 
course. You guys will be really proud of us. We practiced great self-control and we like barely even filmed Joey Bosa. It's not that much compared to last time. Speaking of delicious little morsels. <laughs> what do you think of the stadium food, Mary? Tasty. <laughs> the food was actually really good. Uh, the name choices were a little... A little odd. A little odd. Uh, the tacos were called Gringo's Tacos, fine. Then we have the prime rib grinder roll. The only thing I associate with the word grinder is the, is the grinder. grinder. Um, um, we also got lemonade. Oh yeah. It's good lemonade. You could you could get just normal lemonade or loaded lemonade, which meant that it had alcohol in it. But when I saw loaded lemonade, it made me think of just a loaded baked potato. So it made me think of like having chives and bacon bits and sour cream in the lemonade. And I thought that's pretty gross. So yeah, their whole naming marketing thing yeah. needs to, they need to be fired immediately. <laughs> Probably that naked guy that lives in the barrel. What are you? And, and then at halftime, we got hot chocolate. I got it with peppermint. She got loaded hot chocolate. <laughs> peppermint and chives. <laughs> it was really good. So a couple other highlights from the game. I high-fived Linda. I don't know if that's her name, but just she felt like a Linda to me. Yeah, me too. And then this happened. Oh! I don't know, man. I mean, at that point, you know, there's been too much weirdness going on to yeah. even think that that was weird. We should talk a little bit about the game because we were there. How about that Chase Daniels, Tutty? It's Daniel. It just feels like it should be Daniel. No, it doesn't. I... <laughs> yes, it does! Look at how happy they are. Yeah. Did you see that high five from Staley? He was like, yes, Chase. And Justin was like, high five, Chase. Love it. And that's that's all. basically all <laughs> that happened. Uh, the last thing I'm going to say, uh, food wreck if you go to Denver for a game or for mm. any other reason. Highly recommend Blue Pan Pizza. This is not sponsored. So there you go, guys. Our last regular season game. And yes, we are going to go to every playoff game that there is. Also, though, we're not going to 
physically go to the Super Bowl. Mary's gonna be working in San Diego, so we had our, we've already decided that we're gonna watch the Super Bowl in San Diego. So if I'm not if when the Chargers go to the Super Bowl, Kevin and Adam, I hope that you guys are going to San Diego and that that's where the watch party is gonna be. We will be there. And even if the Chargers are in the Super Bowl, Kyle, I hope you get you'll you'll let us watch the Super Bowl with your family or whoever is watching it. See you guys in Jacksonville. <laughs> brisket, broads. Well, that, I think that's probably one of the best brisket or broads <laughs> we've ever had, right? That's pretty Check good. out that horse's Horses ass. ass. <laughs> hey, it's so, Russell Wilson. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm glad you guys <laughs> kind of pulled back on the Bosa footage a little bit, but you got, some, yeah. got the, the push-ups yeah. on the sideline were my favorite <laughs> for sure. Holy shit, um, you guys are amazing. You are amazing. Um, I to answer your question, I don't own a kilt. I think I know I'm that not a, you seems for your like birthday. a pose to own, yeah. owning a kilt, but seems like a missed opportunity, Wooldog. I've been I've been here for thirty eight years. Kilt has crossed my path, but I could be around for thirty eight more with kilt. The question <laughs> so, is, when you go kilt, do you go like OG kilt and no underwear? Let it let it flow, let it breeze. Or if you're you going to do like it, breeze? you got to do as they balls do. Balls out, balls yeah. out. Yeah, when in Rome, when in, <laughs> when when in Rome, is, balls out. When in Scotland, <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it the way dangling the in the wind. Do. That's yeah. right. So. um... <laughs> I was trying to think of a joke that was Kevin's lucky egg <laughs> and Adam's guilt combined, but I couldn't. I couldn't put one. That's but okay. it still made me giggle. Okay. Just dangling in the wind. Yeah. Well, ladies, thank you for enduring the. Uh, and I, the I'm excited for frozen water playoff edition of of uh, brisket abroad. This is going to be hey, good. We too. haven't had that on the on the show before, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, going that's... to an opposing stadium is one thing, but going in the playoffs is a whole different beast. That's different. That that energy is different. Stay safe, guys. Yeah. Yes, please stay safe. And those that are going to playoff games, keep an eye on them. Make sure keep the that, shield yeah. around them. Keep them yeah. safe. They if they're letting horses ass fly. Yeah. Who knows how week eighteen they've started to get a little spicy now. Yeah. So yeah. they get one loaded lemonade in, and who knows <laughs> where they end up. Um, all right, ladies, thank you again thank you for so another much. fantastic video. Um, let's move it on now to the next segment. It is fan focus. So let's see what fan we are bringing in this week. All right, guys, we're back with another fan focus, and we are super lucky to have Arnie from San Diego. What's going on, Arnie? Hey, Kevin. Thank you for having me on, man. I appreciate it, bro. Oh, this is, uh, I'm, I'm ready to go. It's I know. Time. I you know. know. You, I mean, you landed me right on the perfect timing. So I was like, oh, playoff time. And Kevin's going to call me. You're, dude, <laughs> this was because we scheduled this a while ago before we had like locked it in. So it was like, oh, yeah. God, we're getting to these, these getting to these fan focuses that are scheduled. Yeah. We're in the playoffs. Playoff fan focus. <laughs> the first ever. Super pumped to have you, Arnie. Yeah, so thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, I love the I love you, coach. Sit there, what bulldog? Love watching your podcast. Shamely, shamelessly positive, man. Yeah, and it, that's man. like the that's like the best part right there. That's why I think I fall in love with you guys' podcast so much. So uh, we appreciate it, brother. Well, I we want to learn more about you, man. So you know, tell us how did you become a Charger fan? Oh goodness, yeah, you're going way back on me. Um. How I became a Chargers fan. Um, what had happened is I think like my mom and 
my mom had moved us back out here to California. We were living in Nebraska and, you know, sometimes, you know, adults don't get things worked out and they go their separate ways. So um, I was originally born here in San Diego. So my, my dad retired from the Navy. He went back, wanted to go back home. And, you know, by the time I was like five or six years old, they had separated. My mom said she wanted to go back out to California. So moved back out here. And just so happened that all my older siblings had already gone back out here. It was my older brother who had signed up and went to the Navy and he was stationed in San Diego. Nice. So when I came back out here, um, it was cool to like reconnect with my older siblings and my brother. And as soon as he, you know, he came back into town, um, he helped us find a place to stay and get us everything. It's like the, the earliest memory I can remember is like, you know, getting in my brother's car. He was so happy, young in the Navy and the, Hey, taking his little brother out for a ride to see the town in San Diego. But, um, you know, I think one weekend he had came over because like at that time, San Diego was like trying to like give away tickets. Yeah. And the, the, the Navy, always, oh, they, Navy and the Marines, they always got tickets. Nice. So my brother had, had tickets to the game. And um, that was my, that was my first game that my brother took me to. And I, it was like growing up as a kid, I didn't really know that much about NFL football. Oh, well, back in the seventies, you know, I'm telling you how old I am. Um, it was like, um, in the Midwest, there's like three teams that you knew about constantly. It was the, it was the Cowboys, it was the Steelers and it was the Raiders It was those three teams. So I wasn't, I knew what the NFL was, but I didn't quite know how big it was or how much of a major sporting events was. So that was like my only exposure to it. But when I came to San Diego, I was like, I like the chargers, you know, I, wh- where did they come from? It's like, they just magically appear. Nice. Nice. <laughs> like, so this was my brother. He took me to the game. And when it was not Qualcomm, it was Jack Murphy Stadium yep, down like in Mission Valley, man. Yeah. And um, it was amazing just to see all these people, you know, wearing the Charger gear and stand tailgating in the park. I had no idea. It was my first time ever going to a live uh, football game, an NFL football game ever. And my brother, you know, he took me in there. We got the whole thing. He's got me the program and, you know, got me the phone finger, which I, still wish today i wish they had kept but <laughs> yeah yeah and um ironically when we got there the, the interesting thing is is like the, the it was this is weird but i knew um i'll get into that later but i just want to let you know like the first game that he took me to was the chargers versus the la rams oh nice that was my very first game in san diego they were home in san diego and um what I got to watch is I literally got to watch Dan Fouts. So I feel special knowing that I got to watch the, the twilight, I guess like Dan was at the end of it near, he was at, he was at the tail end of his career and looking back on it. Now I didn't really understand or appreciate it as a kid, you know, being that, you know, being that young, but looking back on now and I was like, you know, that's something that not a lot of charger fans get to experience. No, not at all. You know, I mean, because when we talk about, when we talk about, you know, the HNFIC, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we talk about Dan Fouts, no one really knows about how good he really was. Yeah. And how much he like put his, when they brought him in, they, he put his stamp on his organization and he made that era his own. So looking back on it, I feel really special that I actually got to see him play live in a performance, in live game. And, Aaron starts, then I just fell in love with the team. And going up in San Diego, I think everybody was like, 
you know, everybody, everybody was like a fan of everything else except the Chargers. Yeah, got that and feeling. It, a bit. <laughs> yeah, it was in high school, um, going up to um, elementary school, uh, through junior high school, high school. Everybody was a Raiders fan, or they were a 49ers fan, or they were Giants fans. Basically, whoever won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, pretty much bandwagoners. Yeah, everyone was a fan with that. You, I go to school and everybody had with that brand new jacket they got who just won the Super Bowl along. Yeah, yeah. You know, and every time you go around, it's like, you're a Chargers fan. Oh, the Chargers suck. And I go, Dad, you know, you're a traitor. You're going to say they don't prove for the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's um, growing up, um, it was it was hard back then growing up being, being pretty much, there was like far and few between. So the only person I really had to take was like my brother, or uh, my friends and my family, and they would take me, you know, hey, you want to go to the game with us and get on and go tailgating with them. And that was like, that was like, became my thing. So like when I got a chance to go, because, you know, my mom didn't have a lot of money. We, we didn't. So, but, you know, the minute you sit up to say you're a Chargers fan and you know family and friends and stuff around you, they're yeah. fans too. It's like, hey, you want to go, we're going to the game this Sunday. You want to come with us? You know, let your mom know you're here. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> And we would go. So that was like my early times. And, you know, being a kid, young, not having a lot of money, the majority of my experience with the Chargers got to either be from TV or radio. Yeah. So I got to appreciate those live games. But it, it, it was still something special just to hear them, even on the radio when they would do the live, when they would do the broadcast. You know, it was still just, you know, watching Fouts go, go in and go out and then watching them look for, the next guy to come in and watching that up and down and up and down, because I assumed that everybody was at that point, you know, when I watched Dan Fouts play, I assumed everybody was Dan Fouts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not really. He was kind of a special dude. No, it was not. I mean, most people will remember the notorious Ryan Leaf, but you know, you got to remember guys like there was guys like Billy Joe Tolliver. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) They, they jumped around for a few years in there for sure. Yeah. So it was like this, Gosh, I think it was like almost like a 10-year, 10, 15-year 10, transition before they actually landed, uh, before Drew Brees showed up. I can't say, I can't want to jump into Drew Brees because my guy, my personal favorite, um, and he's the only one who holds this standard, is Stan the Man Humphreys. Yeah, he's our, super, he's our only Super Bowl quarterback that Chargers have, yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, I've, yes. I love Stan. He, he was so underrated, too. Like, you know, he wasn't the flashiest guy, but he got it done. No, that's that's my point. It's like he, everybody overlooks him and maybe jumps to like Drew and jumps to Phillip. Uh, you know, we all talk about, you know, Ryan Leaf. We, yeah. Everybody goes in the back about that. But Stan the Man Humphreys, he's still the only NF, the only quarterback to take this team to the, uh, to the Super Bowl. Yeah. He's still the only one in franchise history. So um, that's, well, and that's, that's a great segue too, because, you know, we're in the playoffs, man. It's, it's happening. It feels different this year. You know, we kind of feel like yes. the last time we were in there, yes. we were, you know, we had a good season, but we were just injured and all this stuff. This is kind of a different feeling. It's really exciting to be a Charger fan right now. And, you know, what are your thoughts on getting into the dance, having two weeks where we can kind of evaluate ourselves as we're going in? And how do you feel about our matchup against the Jaguars this week? Oh, I love it. Because at the end of the day, it's like, and when I say I love it, and believe me, there's a lot of people out there who ain't going to agree with anything I just say. Yeah, I get that all the time. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it yeah. happens all the time. <laughs> but I love the position that we're in because what nobody, what, all the things that go wrong, everybody points it out. That's yeah. easy. Yeah. But nobody pays attention to what the good things. See, look, what's different now 
is like we got a coach that came in, recognized, and says, you know what? We need to protect Justin Herbert. And he just blew up the entire offensive line. Yeah. And it showed. He showed the difference of, of good protection for Justin and what he could do. And then he followed up with the second year. Instead of staying the status quo, he blew up the defensive line. He practically got rid of almost like two-thirds Every, of the defense. Pretty much everyone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're just gone. And what most people don't pay attention to, Kevin, is that what he did in that first year when he parted ways with his special teams coach mm-hmm. and hired a new one. Yeah. Picking most people, that that is like under the radar, and that is the quintessential difference into why the Chargers aren't the same old Chargers they used to be and why Lynx is special now. Instead of losing, I mean, let's picture this. How many times have you and I sat here and watched games and they've lost by three points or less? All the time. So time. many years. And people are complaining and we're only winning by three points. Yeah. That's a complete 180. That's a complete flip. Yeah. We lose those games. We lose those close. We're playing. We're in a dogfight. We're not scoring high points, but you know what? We're in a dogfight. They're being methodical. They're sitting there going through the process. And the one thing that we can count on to get us out of a jam is the kicker. Isn't that crazy, dude? Isn't that the craziest feeling knowing that our kicker, he's like nearly perfect, missed one field goal, the extra points, all the field goals, only missed one. And everything's right down the middle. It's not like this like, middle. Whoop, whoop. No. it's like right down, right down the middle. I know it, it, it was even more insane. He's our third kicker. I know. Isn't that, that's <laughs> insane. And he's, and, and if you ask me, I think he just locked himself up for a while. Like, I don't know how you yeah. move on from him next year. Cause I just have so much confidence when he's on the field. It's amazing. Yeah. And I mean, so this is the thing that people gloss over and it's the reason why a lot of reasons why, okay, let's be clear. A lot of the reason why Taylor would go for it on fourth down is simply this, like who you trust, you trust Justin Herbert or you trust your kicker. Yeah. Our defense was like, couldn't stop anybody. Who do you trust? Do you trust Justin Herbert? Do you trust the defense? Yeah. Staley was like, put the ball in the best player's hands and said, go for it. Well, and that, now, that's a, it's such a great point, though, because he's he doesn't get locked into like a very stringent kind of approach. Each year is different with him. That's what's so yeah. kind of cool about yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I love about what Staley is doing. I said, you don't have to like it. You don't have to love it or agree with it. But a lot of that for me personally, from my observation, because I used to be those guys, hey, fire this guy, fire that guy. Yeah. And a lot of that observation is basically simply understanding that um, when coach gets into his mode and he starts changing things and starts moving things around, um, he's literally the guy that we wish we had. We had. Yeah. He's, he's really the coach that comes out and basically moves things around, changes things up and to make sure that we keep moving forward. But we just don't appreciate that anymore. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, I'm sorry, I wish we would, but I mean, but yeah, I hope that to cover your point, man, but it's like, I, I, I love where we're headed. No, I do. I do too. And like people are calling for coach to be gone. Like, I don't, I, I'm, I don't know if I've watched too much charger football and I'm like, I don't see how that's a realistic option. Like he is so awesome and he's grinded through the season. He's got us in and out of these waves of injuries and all this craziness. And it's just, I, I have tons of confidence in him. Oh, I mean, I, you know, I agree. I mean, this, let's just put this in perspective. They fired their coach in Denver because he, his team was in chaos. It was a mess. It fell apart. Yeah. Just the organizational skills about guys fighting, just going about out, everybody's frustration. When you look at the amount of, High expectations the Chargers had at the beginning of the season. 
you know, we were going through the Super Bowl. We were going to, we we're going to wipe everybody out. We we're going to win a division. Exactly. That was the hype based on what we were done. And when that didn't happen, I swear everybody won it for his head. But you've got to understand the entire time he kept this team together. Yeah. And there's points right in the middle of there before we went on this, this four run to get into the playoff. He kept them focused and kept them together and kept them basically like, you know, a locked in. And that's really a good sign of like a really good coach. Yeah. Of a guy who's got, you know, his pulse on the team, who really understands his players. But most importantly, this feels like they really buy into his message and what he's trying to do. 100%. And guys, coaches get fired because they can't accomplish that yeah. all the time. You know, and yeah. half the, you know, half the time, Kevin, it's not necessarily about the wins you get. It's like, how does the team respond when things aren't going right? Totally. Yeah. And we've responded all season long and clinched the playoffs with two weeks to go. And now we're in it. We're the fifth seed. No one, there's so many people that didn't think that was going to happen. And we have it now. So <laughs> let's, you know, what are your thoughts on this game against the Jaguars? What do you see happening? Cause it, you know, last time we played them, we were a different team really, you know, the, and I'm seeing all these Jaguars fans on social media, like, ah, oh, we got these guys. We beat them 31, 10 last time. Like, this will be easy. I don't think so, pal. Um, but what are your thoughts on this game and when what what we're going to see different than what happened last game? Yeah, see, if the Chargers learn any, if you learn anything by watching the Chargers, you only get to blow them out maybe once. Yeah. Because in the first season, that probably happened with a few teams that, you know, they just came in and just destroyed us. Mm-hmm. Um, the team really does, they, they respond really well for those. Those guys, they get ready for it. And it's just so happy to such, it's like, you know, like, karma yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that we're in the first round the fire round with the very team that came in and basically gave us a good shellac and gave us a gave yeah. us a wave could call but my thoughts on it is this is like you know we're not the same that's not the same defense that that i saw the last four games that's not the same defensive scheme you know the, the offense is different it's a completely different monster when keenan allen and Mike Williams are out. Yeah. Now you've got Donald, and then you throw Donald Parham in there. Mm-hmm. It's like that's a completely different offense. And I looked the the, the game before the, the very last game we played when we went to play them, we went to play before they got to the Broncos. And I watched how easy, how easy it was for them just to go down the field and Donald Parham just like just put his hands up in the air. He didn't go up for the ball. He just yeah. put his hands up in the air and just just threw it right. This guy's like you know, perfect. <laughs> It was crazy. Yeah. Well, and it was even the first drive in this Broncos game where he, they just went down the field. They just marched all yeah. the way down like 12 plays, 80 yards. I think it was something like that. And just touchdown. It yeah. was easy. It was smooth. Yeah. And I don't know. See, now, I'm glad you brought me back to that point. I mean, I'm glad you segued us back into that point about that Denver game. It's like, look, there really wasn't anything to play for. Yeah. But if you want to go understand, it's like, hey, they, I thought that first drive was an indictment of what you're going to see when we get to totally we get to Duval when we get to Duval County. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's an indictment of what you're going to see. If you have to basically understand what you're going to get from the defense, go back and look at the pre- go back to that very first drive where they basically harassed Russell Wilson the entire time. Yeah, and they basically just got after it. They're not going to be able. Joy, here's a good thing. Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback, no doubt. I mean, first round pick. You know, don't let the hype fool you. He is. He's for real. Yeah. You know that kid, that young man. He's only going to get better. And the Jacksonville Jaguar fans, they should be happy to have him. You know, I'm ecstatic to have Justin Herbert, but Justin is in his third year. Yeah. And 
the adversity that he's undercome and he's faced, he's like, was it, what was it, Kevin? It's like, this is the first time he's ever had the same offensive coordinator yeah. since he was in high school. <laughs> yeah, it's all that. And he finally has a defense. Like, he was yeah. been having to put up 30 points a game to compete with these teams. And now they're hold, you know, holding these guys to under 10. It's crazy. Yeah, and you think about it, it's like when you look at what they're just and doing, and everybody bashes on Lombardi. Yeah, I, I got my. Everyone's yeah, got, got everyone's got some soft, yeah. yeah, some anger with that. But yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, he's managed whatever it is they were able to do with or without. He was able to put together a game plan. The defense is playing well, and then they realize we don't need to score forty points to beat somebody. Yeah, you know, we just got to put up like 24, 24 points, uh, 24, 27 points to beat somebody. Totally okay, and. I like our chances. I really do. Yeah. And I'm not really, I'm not, I wish I could sit there and say overconfidence. It's just like, just by looking at everything from the changes to the special teams, how the offensive line were literally, literally just, just, just hit me out, Kevin, Trey Pipkins. People are like sad when Trey Pipkins is not in the lineup. It's crazy. So I, dude, I, I am totally at fault for being a hater on him when the season started and he has come, he has been fantastic. I mean, let's be honest. One, his play earned it, you know, deserved that type of criticism. But the reason why I say Coach Daly isn't going anywhere because, like, you know, hey, that's what you call good coaching. Yeah. He literally, his whole interview, when he went to talk about, they asked him, they asked him the questions. I remember the the interview. Hey, um, um, is there any reasons why you kept Trey Pipkins on the roster? He looked him dead in the face and says, you know what? There's something there. Yeah. He was right. He was right. Crazy. There. And, and he, he and he knows when back. to and he knows when to fold him on Tillery too. He's he's got it. He's got yes. both sides of it. Yes, yes. I mean, he knew exactly as a coach what it took. Even even Tommy T. He told us that Trey was going to be a project. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad for the young man. He just got tossed in there. Yeah. You know, the starting left tackle goes down. He just got tossed in there. You know, meeting throw him in the grinder, and it's like, yeah, yeah. he played like a project rookie. Yeah. <laughs> he played like one. Yeah, but just that it completely flipped, and ever since Taylor Staley took the helm, you literally watch all of these guys that were on the fringe: Joshua Kelly, yeah, turn, stepping up, turning around; yeah. Mike Williams, taking care of his health. Oh, he got banged up, dude. When you get a helmet in your back, you get someone roll up on your angle. You can't help that. Oh no, you're talking about someone taking, stepping up, and taking care of his body. Guys, literally all around the entire roster have simply just stepped up that we thought were on the bubble of being gone. Yeah. And it's true to his word. He let everybody know it. Go ask Jerry Tillery. Yeah. True to his word. Yep. He says, if you, if you can't do your job, we'll find somebody else who can. Yeah. And at the end of the day, <laughs> it's gone. We, I, I love it. We, um, on uh, Arnie, it was an absolute pleasure meeting you, man. Thank you so hey. much for your time. You got me pumped up. I am ready for some playoff football and, um, God, let's get this win and move on to the next round. Hey, I'm already pat. I'm moving past Duval already. Let's go, baby. Let's go. <laughs> well, we appreciate you, Arnie. It was a, it was a pleasure meeting you, man. Thank you for your time. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for having me on, man. Peace. Let's go. Well, Arnie, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with Kev. We really appreciate the kind words too. That was uh, yeah, man. It, we're with you, dude. We I, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad we're on the same page. Arnie. He's shamelessly <laughs> positive, man. We were talking about it afterwards. It was just like, hey, man, I had so many years of being a Charger fan, where I just get mad at everything, and it's just not good. Like. 
you know, he wanted to like find his own approach and like really do his own research and like come up with his own opinion as opposed to, you know, hearing what everyone else is saying and jumping on it. So Mm -hmm. he's got the right mindset. He's, you know, he's clearly been a fan for a long time. So, right. You know, need more of those for sure. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Arnie. More Arnie's. More Arnie's. (laughs) I could use more Arnie's in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the mentality, man. It's just, we're ready for Jacksonville. We're ready for the game after Jacksonville. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you, bud, for coming on and chatting with Kev. And it's uh, time to go on to the next segment, Ask Bolt Fam. Let's see what you guys are thinking. Let's go. <laughs> time to put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> Hi, guys. Don't jam a thumb up his butthole. That's what you do. <laughs> I wet myself in excitement. Both are hungry. Your thoughts are like totally appreciated. <laughs> Catch you later, dude. Okay, love you, boy. That's right, folks. Time for Ask Bolt Fam. And we're going to start off at the top with Big Daddy Ruiz. And shout out to Boltville 714, Go LA Bolts, Mando, Leo Bolts, and How Many Balls. Certified Fresh. (laughs) Yeah, there's some certified names in there. Uh, You guys were all pretty emotional, (laughs) to say the (laughs) least. That's okay. Uh, It's okay. That's okay. I'm going to go with Big Daddy Ruiz, who asked the question I ain't no coach or an expert on football and i could see brandon staley's point of view on playing starters and trying to secure the fifth seat Hoo-ha. but after finding out that the f-ing ravens lost and we have the fifth seat no matter the outcome shouldn't you think twice on the starters i mean i can only imagine how much goes into game planning and switching at the last minute must be harder than getting a girl to admit she was wrong. But shouldn't you at least try? My question is for Coach. You know what? This question is for all of you, even Craig. What would you have done if you were on Brandon Staley's shoes and found out moments before the game that we secured the fifth seed? Also, shout out to Coach for improving my Madden skills after last week's Coach's Corner and explaining power run and zone run. Can't love you, bye. Hoo-ha. If you're improving somebody's game, that's what I'm talking about. you. Get some. Helper. Helpy Helperton. <laughs> Hoo-ha. Hoo-ha. <laughs> All right, so. What would we have done? <laughs> what would we have done? I go first half. And then after halftime, you can go in, you can plan how you're going to come out. And use your backup guys after halftime. That's what I would have done. Personally. Yeah, I would have gone in. I talked about it earlier in this episode, but I would have gone in with the idea of playing a quarter if it's if everything looks good. Like if they're executing, things look tight, it's crisp. Get them in there for a quarter and then get the backups in. Um, if they like haven't had a lot of plays, say we have some three and outs and they have the ball for a long time. Maybe you leave the starters in on offense a little bit longer into the second quarter, but I probably would have had like a pitch count, like a play number. I want the offense to get 20 plays in and then get them off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, they, went the, 50, well, they went 55 this game. Yeah. With the way that our offense was going in that first quarter, I think that would have been enough for me to see like, okay, we still got the momentum. Everything's moving. But that's just my opinion. That's what I would have done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I almost would even say the one drive, like get one drive and call it good. Like you said, especially when after seeing a drive like that, if I saw the first yeah. drive and it was, you know, dropped passes and things weren't clicking or something was off, I would be like, all right, let's let's grease these wheels. Let's make sure that we're on the right page. But if the first drive went the way that it did this last game, I'd almost say cut it there. But 
Um, yeah, the, the one thing that I heard, and this is not me bagging on Coach Staley. I love Coach Staley. I think he's a great coach, and I think he's going to have a lot of success. Um, the one thing that I heard that was a little weird that made me think twice is our our preseason strategy is don't play anyone. Right. None of our starters play a down in the preseason. Not week three, not week, no weeks, no plays. Justin didn't play one snap. Because mm-hmm. those are meaningless football that don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. But now week 18 in a game that's meaningless, we're going to play them all the way through into the fourth quarter. So that was the only thing to me that was a little bit weird and a good felt point. like a discrepancy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm off. I'm, I'm on board. I'm ready for us to get this W because of the momentum that we have from playing. Yeah, totally. All right. Big Daddy Ruiz, Boltville 714, Go LA Bolts, Mando, Leo Bolts, and how many balls? <laughs> Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on to minute phase 2309. Certified fresh. You ask the question, what's the consequences of a head coach pulling his entire team off the field? Halfway through the game, Denver was out for blood with multiple personal fouls not called. Staley should have pulled the guys, take the penalties to make a point. Safety is more important. It's a meaningless game anyways. Also, why not activate Bandy at a wide receiver five? They were like, I think it was mentioned earlier. It's like they were prepared to go in there to go win that game so they could secure the five spot. Right. It's like having two different game plans, you know, in case this happens, in case that happened. They're not going to do that. They went in there wanting to win if, if you know, everything had to go that way. Right. So I think that was just a. I think it's a good point too. Two yeah. game plans, preparing two game plans, and then let's get Bandy in there. Who do you not activate? It's just, it's. A wild idea to do that, you know, 45 minutes before, you know, your game starts. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, and why not activate Bandy at wide receiver five? I mean, if Bandy's not going to be in the playoffs, I don't know what, what the reason would be to, well, to activate him other than to give let somebody some guys rest. rest. Yes. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's, but that clearly wasn't the thought. So right. that's why he wasn't activated. Like they weren't ever going into this game thinking we're going to rest starter. So right. yeah. He was probably That's scout right, team yeah. all week. He was probably getting these other guys prepared and he wasn't part of the game plan or what they were going to do because they didn't know until 45 minutes beforehand that they had locked the five. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, minute phase 2309. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Rice God. Certified Fresh. Who asked the question. Charger chat. Should we be panicking about our defense getting exposed by the Broncos historically terrible offense? Is Derwin the problem on defense? There seems to be a lot of miscommunication when he's on the field compared to when he's not. Also, I don't think we have anything to worry about since good week of practice will help against the Jags since the post week or the past week before the Broncos, they only had two or three days at most with their victory Monday and rain-canceling practice and traveling. I mean, regardless, I'm viewing this game as a way for Staley to see what to correct and tidy up before the postseason fumbles and blown coverage. All right. That was a good way to... I like that question because it's kind of critical, but then it also gives you some... some ideas like i forgot about the i forgot about the canceling a day of practice i forgot about all that stuff so that's that's an interesting point um yeah the derwin thing was weird Uh, there's a couple plays that were big and he was around there i don't know what that is i know he he's not the green dot 
He's the, you know, that's uh, Drew Tranquil now. Drew Tranquil. So I don't yeah. think there's that communication there. I think just he's been out a few weeks, man. You know what I mean? So just needs to get his feet back under him. But right. Aloe Gilman played pretty well in his stead. So I don't know. I don't know. He's still Derwin James, man. He, he's on the field. Right. He's going to, he can take it over. Right. Yeah. Talking about core injury one week, concussion protocol the next. Is he 100%? Hard to say. Don't know, but I mean, the guy is an absolute stud He's and Derwin makes James. plays everywhere. Yeah, I mean, the guy's all over the field. Um, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily his fault or anything like that, but just Maybe getting back into it. he shouldn't be. Maybe he shouldn't be all over the field. Sure. Maybe it's like, it needs to be simplified a little bit, even for Derwin. Like, he's an incredible athlete, but the more you have to think, the less effective that you are. So it's like, I know he's a Swiss Army knife. I know he can do a lot but are we putting too much on his plate so that he can't just go out there and make plays? Like a lot of this stuff seems like miscommunication. Like, like on a lot of the big plays, that big play at the end of the first half to Judy, he looked back and was like trying to blame Alohi, but Alohi was kind of like, I thought you were going to be there type of a look. So maybe he is just doing too much. Like, you know, they're not putting too much on Alohi. He's got a very specific role in a position that he has to fill. Right. Um, and maybe trying to do too much is what's getting all of this confused and just let him do whatever Alohi's responsibility was and he can do that at a higher level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good point. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> but only time will tell. All right. Rice God, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Cody Lung, who asked the question. Nope, he's he's in here for yep. Uh, I'm, uh, he's, um, yeah. but who asked the question? <laughs> Certified. Crikey, still positive after that game. Hoping Mike Will is okay. And also, what are you guys excited for this postseason? I bet it's jamming a thumb up a butthole. That's what it is. <laughs> um, just the fact yes, the, still positive, dude. Like I woke up this morning like with this crazy kind of. I want to say nervous, but like this, this kind of energy where it's like, we have a playoff game in like five days. Like, holy shit. Like it, this is the real, this is what all football fans want to see is playoff football mm-hmm. and there win and you're in lose you're you're going home. Like there's yeah. nothing yeah. quite like this. And we're, we're going to find out what Justin Herbert's all about. What, this offense is all about with the defense. Are they going to step up and be awesome? Like, I just, I'm just excited. I'm really excited for this game. Yeah, I don't know that we necessarily saw the the full game plan. You know, every week is we, we if anybody that watched, by the way, the most recent all in, what an awesome all in that was to great. watch. Oh, to so to good. see these guys talking up. about like this was the game plan and to show like we see these plays like of Tyreek Hill doing the sweep out every time. And we were right. ready for that. As soon as we saw that, we knew exactly where to put Alohi Gilman. He came in, he made the play. And it was just almost a domino effect for the cool rest of the game. That. Yeah. that was rad. So you know that these guys are planning and strategizing for every team and every situation. And in this previous game, it was kind of a mismatch. Maybe, and, you know, t- this last, the previous question talking about, like, you know, preparing for a win, a have to win to maintain that fifth seed and then finding out you don't have to. Like, you don't just go, you know, this isn't backyard football where you just go, okay, well, we're just going to do these plays as opposed to what we've been practicing it's like no you still got a game plan to try to execute but not necessarily with starters from start to finish like it just it's it's an interesting situation so um 
yeah, dude, still excited for this yeah. postseason, man. Very positive. Yeah, very positive. So, so and I'm excited for nothing in the postseason. I don't like the postseason. I, oh my god, <laughs> I don't like I the postseason. I thought this meant like after the season, like post. No, we're season. in the postseason, the playoffs. Yeah, no. Oh, wait, what are you guys excited for this postseason? Post the postseason, right? <laughs> this question has thrown me out. Like, what, what else is there to be excited about except that we're playing playoff football? I thought you're thinking like of the off season. Yeah. Post-season. My head went off season. Post season, like, not off season. I like nothing about the off season. It's, so, it's the worst time of the year. Oh, no, no, no. Postseason, my friend. Oh, this postseason, I. Seeing Justin Herbert play in playoff games and shut up the haters. Yeah, that's and the big Brandon's, one. Yeah, like that's that's the big thing. Like I just want him to go out there and ball and prove like, oh, never made the playoffs, never done the playoffs. Like just go out there and put a beating on Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's mm-hmm. what I'm excited for. And big I think time. Justin's going to have in one of these three games, if all things go well, one of these three games, he's going to have a drive that is on him that he's going to have to do to win a game. I just, I, I can feel it. And that's going to be like one of those moments that is going to, you know, take them off from there. It's going to get electric. Yeah. Something, something big is going to happen from him. He's going to do something that's incredible that he carries the team, puts everyone on his back and just walks down the field. Can't wait. Can't wait. Love it. All right. Cody Lung. Thank you for the question. Uh, let's move it on now to Audie Kissamore. Certified fresh. Who asked the question? Both gang or don't bang, baby. How are y'all feeling after the ending we had at the end of the regular season? How ready are you for our AFC revenge run? Let's get this shit rolling. Can it by? <laughs> not, not how I wanted to end the season with like our fan base being up in arms again, but I, I guess know. that happens every week with yeah. our fan base. Yeah. Um, but I'm the fact that we're the five seed. I am so proud and happy with how this season went where we are the fact that we get to play the jaguars and all these other non you know all these other teams that are lower than us are playing the Bengals, playing the bills and we're playing the jaguars so yeah i'm i'm, I'm pretty proud of them I'm, I'm happy about how that how this season finished up yeah it is going to be a revenge run i mean it took everything to fall into place for us to end up in the position that we are and yeah. it did and i yeah. feel like that's the momentum that that luck momentum that is really going to help this team push through all the way because it ain't running out we've got we've got the we've got aiden taking his shirt off we're taking that good luck charm to jacksonville the broads are going to have some sweet posters come on come on i'm ready so ready audie kissamore thank you for asking the question let's move it on now to bolts fan lbc who asked the question I don't think Jacksonville looked that great today. Only one TD and the rest of their points were field goals. What are the chances the Chargers weren't really making a big effort because they didn't want the Jags to see their game plan? Okay, love you, bye. There's a certain amount of false confidence that team can get after seeing us, you know, lose to the Broncos. I know for a fact, my good friend Randy... Before the game started, he was saying, I'm just terrified of the Chargers. I don't want to play the Chargers. And then after the game, he's like, I'm not worried about the Chargers anymore. I'm like, okay, okay. good, right. good. Get ready. Good. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no sense of holding back your playbook in week 18. You've already put it all out there for everyone to see. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that they were they were trying to minimize. Like, they were trying to win. It's clear in playing our starters for so long. We wanted to win that game. We weren't holding punches 
Um, we just didn't play. We didn't play clean. Like the last four weeks, we've played extremely clean football mm -hmm. as far as turnovers and penalties. Nothing. That first drive against the Broncos when we were on defense, we had such stupid penalties. Hitting Russell a teensy yeah. bit high and getting that 15. huge, yeah, 15 yard penalty. It's like just little things that just were not clean football. Um, so yeah, I, we didn't hold punches. We just didn't play very well. I still have the utmost confidence in our team. We're healthy. Um, when, when we play clean, we could beat anyone in the league. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't necessarily, I, I think there could still, there still could be plays that we've not seen during the regular season that we might yeah. end up seeing this postseason. not every single play, but I think that, there's definitely going to be some like secret sauce. Phone yeah. Book. It's yeah, oh, yeah. thick. Yeah, there's definitely going to be some secret sauce that might get unloaded here in the postseason <laughs> all over the Jaguars. <laughs> Unload And anybody sauce. else that gets in our way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, it's not a bad idea of... It, it, that's, I mean, I've already said it. It's like they, they plan to their opponent. They plan a different game plan. So it's not like they're going to look at Denver and go like, oh, okay we know exactly what they're going to do after watching Denver. It's like, no, I mean, unless you're somebody like Tyreek Hill for the Dolphins, where they go like, we know they run this play every single time. So we're ready for this play. Mm -hmm. I think Chargers keep it a little bit more mixed up, if you will. So there you go. Uh, Bolts fan, LBC, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to House of Hain. Who asked the question? Calm down. I said, calm down, everyone. The Chargers played a vanilla defense to not give the Jags anything to look for. I say no. I say no new wrinkles, just a basic game plan and almost one. I, for one, can't wait to run the table for, our, I say, our first Super Bowl win. I want to beat the best of the best. What say, what say you? K, I say, K, love you. Bye. I like the attitude. Love yeah. it. Calm down. We're good. We got this. Though. I love that attitude. Calm you down. You had me at calm down. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. You had me at calm down. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we've we've talked about it on the show where it's like, no, we want to play Kansas City. Yeah, I want. I, we want so to play bad. Kansas City. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like so I'm scared of Kansas City. I don't want to. It's no. like, no, I want to play them. They we, beat we, us we, by three twice. That's it. Yeah, please. I'm like please last minute things. City. Let's mm -hmm. go. I want it. Sign me up. I want that next round. If yeah. We get when we get through this first one. Yeah. So revenge tour coming in hot and 23. Yeah. And yeah, can't wait. Can't wait to see this game, man. It, it <laughs> out of all the games that we've been excited for this season, none of them are going to compare to waiting for Saturday. It's just every no. morning we're going to wake up like, is it Saturday yet? Nope. Okay. No. <laughs> I guess. I'm, so I'm like stressed, <laughs> excited, all of the above. It's going to be so much fun. Um, all right. Well, there you go. House of Hain. Thank you for asking the question. Moving on now to Arnie Gordon. Oh, it's Arnie. Oh, Arnie. Coming in hot. Who asked the question? The Chargers go man blocking defense, win four games and make the playoffs. In the final game, everything goes to zone. They get an L. How important do you think it is to maintain that winning energy going into the postseason? I don't know. Do, do, when you were watching the game, Kyle, did you notice that it was more zone versus man? Um, I didn't. I didn't really notice a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. They they don't show you 
Like when when you're watching the game, they show you the Russell Wilson on pass plays. They show mm-hmm. you the pocket. They don't show you what the defense looks like behind it. And I haven't gone back to watch the end zone view of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the case, then maybe that was it. Yeah. I mean, Bryce Callahan not being in there is a big deal. Sure. Yeah. Um, why they why they had those plays over the top, man? That was silly. But um, yeah, I think um, we if if they're gonna run whatever, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. Like. They just made this one adjustment, and that's why we had a poor game. It's like we fumbled several times, right. and we blew coverage. You can blow coverage in man and in zone, so it's just kind right. of bonehead mistakes that we just needed to clean up. So mm-hmm. um, I, 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 I think that winning winning breeds winning. Like when you start winning, you get it. Just it just it has this way of the team comes together more, and it, there's more excitement. And going into the playoffs, it's a whole new thing. That that everything changes. When I was a coach and we made the playoffs, the whole week of practice changed. I wanted it to feel like this is a whole new season. Everything's different. I don't care if you're 18 and or 17 and 0. It doesn't matter. These next four weeks are all that matter. So right. um, I think it's good to have some momentum. Uh, I think more for the fans, though. We wanted that win of really course, bad just yeah. so we could be more confident. Yeah. Um, but these guys know they can go out there and play with anybody. Exactly. All right. Well, there you go, Arnie. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to OM Run, who asked the question, Can we beat the Jaguars? This is a shameless plea for positivity because today was hard. (laughs) I'll also say this. Maybe I'm the key. I was at the Dolphins game. I walked into SoFi convinced we would lose, and it turned out to be the game of the year and the turnaround we needed. I bought my ticket to the wild card game in Jacksonville after last night's game, so I will be there in that shitty stadium <laughs> in a ghetto where I don't want to stop my car. I will be in the building again. Maybe that's enough. Let's pray for a daytime game and a win. Bought up. Well, damn it, it's a night game. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love it. Maybe you are the reason. You know, we didn't have like our attitude. Yeah. Didn't have Aiden. We didn't have OM run. That's what we needed. That's what we need. That's the kind of energy you need to bring into that stadium, OM run. But you need to walk in there thinking we might not be able to do it because then that'll match the Dolphins energy you brought and then totally redeemed yourself. There you go. Yeah. Come in with low expectations and let them meet you and exceed your expectations. They're going to win. Don't worry about it. You don't, if you need a, sh- a shameless plea for positivity, it's going to be fine, baby. We're, yeah. yeah. If we totally got this. Fine. We Come got on. this. We got this. Yeah. Just how we, we do it. Can how, we how do beat we... the Jaguars? <laughs> yeah. There's so many different ways to kick something in the ass. We just got to figure out how we're going to do it. Are we going to do a flying jump kick? Right. Are you going to yeah. do like a heel kick? Are you going to sweep them and kick them on the ground? Like how are you going to kick that ass? Right. Cowboy boot? Are what you kind going, of boot are you going to have on? Are you going yeah. cheek or are you going straight up the canyon? What are you choosing? Yeah, you're yeah. going to hit the chode while you're around. You know what right. I mean? You get up underneath. There's right. a lot of ways yeah. to kick an ass. There's a lot of ways. So yeah. we'll see how it, t- we'll see which one we choose Sunday, yeah. Saturday. All right. Yeah. There you go. OM Run, thank you for asking the question. Wait, hang on. Hang on. I think we have to answer the question. Kevin, what kind of kick would you choose? What would your attire foot attire be? Where uh, would you aim? Um, I, I would do more of a, a combo where I would do a, a trip sweep and then I'd use my elbow to chode and then backhand the ass. Ow. So it's a, 
boom, boom. Weird. Yeah. It's it's so no very foot. it's very no kicking at elaborate. All. I was gonna say, was there a kick in there? No, it's elbow. <laughs> Right. You're gonna elbow. That's how you ass. beat an ass. I'm gonna elbow. You know what ass. kind of kick I'm gonna use? Not a kick. Not a kick. Elbow. At all. Elbow. <laughs> it's a footless kick, my friend. Have you never it's, heard of it? It's more of an ass whooping than a kicking. <laughs> footless kick. <laughs> oh. Um, okay. No one else needs to answer that. that was the perfect. Yeah, that's answer. the way we go footless here. Kick. OM Run, thank you for asking. They're not the going to see that coming. No, no one's going to see that. Nobody and that's exactly that. what's going to happen. They're not yeah. going to even see it coming. And next thing you know, they're on the ground all of a crying. The elbow comes up. Their chode hurts and their butthole hurts at the same time. <laughs> it's like, oh no, we're going to get kicked in, in the butt. Oh no, here's the elbow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't Who even saw that see coming? it coming. <laughs> nope. All right. Let's move it on now to <laughs> Boltified 90. Who asked the question? Look, I'm a Staley supporter. I can stand by not resting the starters before the game. That's one thing. But what gets me the most is that Staley could have at least pulled the starters after their second score touchdown. I'm grateful no one was seriously injured. I'm over the complaining. Now, two questions I have to pose to those who are still bitching about Staley. Are you done or are you finished? Because the last time I checked, we got our mother playoff game to win this weekend. Can't love you, bye. <laughs> Two so questions good. for you. Are you done or are you finished? Are you finished? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not fun to be so back and forth, guys. It's not good for your health. Yeah. It's just like everyone wanted to fire him. We go on a four-game winning streak, get the five seed. Everyone loves him. Now he plays the starters, and now you hate him. And then he's going to beat Jacksonville on Saturday, and you're going to love him. It's just like, (laughs) it's just exhausting. Just (laughs) stay the course here, guys. Just come along for the ride. Like, Are you done, or are you finished? That's like you're riding a roller coaster going like, wee, this sucks. Wee. Yeah, <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> like, it's like, go put, with it, man. Put your seatbelt on. Leave yeah. it on. Stay in the weed. This is put fun. those hands up. Yeah, elevate that voice. <sighs> Come on, Boltified ninety. Yeah. Thank you for the reminder. Uh, let's move it on now to Ghost, who asked the question: Who would you want as our next offensive coordinator? Here's some names. If not on the list, then who? Frank Reich. Nathaniel Hackett, Mike McDaniels. If he gets fired from Miami, Mike McDaniels would be my first choice. I know. You'd be, <laughs> Ghost, I hope you're happy. You've uh, broken you've Kyle. You've killed Kyle. Yeah. Well, I uh, mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still a Lombardi guy at this point. Right. Um, I don't want Nathaniel Hackett. I don't want, I don't think you're going to get Mike Daniels because he's going to, he just made the playoffs. Just made the playoffs. Yeah. So I don't think he's going anywhere. And then Frank Reich, we had Frank Reich and then we didn't. And no one liked him and wanted him fired. (laughs) Yeah. So I think out of all these three options, I'm sticking with Lombardi at this point. Right. And he played that. We had a good game plan this last game too. Like the office was playing well. I'm, I love you ghost, but for (laughs) sake. Nathaniel Hackett was just a dumpster fire in Denver and couldn't do anything with Russell Wilson. And yeah, you're not going to like anybody that we have. So let's just right. stick with the guy we got at least. Yeah. yeah. What's the saying? It's we're in the playoffs. Right. Like, playoffs. Come on. Yeah. Our coaching staff is what we have right now. Those are our boys. Right. Off season. Come back to us. If he's moved on. Yeah. 
let's stay the course. Come back to us later. Ghost, yeah. thank you for asking appreciate the question. Let's move we on. We appreciate the question. Absolutely. Just a little too early. Just too early. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just hold on to it. Bring it back later. Yeah. Put it in your we'll pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it back. Let's move it on now to Connor Kraken Broomfield. Certified fresh. Who asked the question. Picture the Bolt team at the 2023 draft in a dimension beyond sight and sound. They spend their first four picks on O-line and D-line, two of each, while passing up some good skilled players. On a metaphysical scale from one to ten, how angry are you? Zero. I'd love that. Zero. It sounds like heaven. Yeah. yeah. Give me all the big boys. Yeah. First four picks, two O-line, two D-line. And just watching those Jalen Guyton highlights, he'll bring him back and we can have some more speed over the top. Mm-hmm. Go deep. Dude, all of our skill guys are going to be on the team next year still. Mike Will's still there. Palmer's still there. Keenan's still there. Vato's still there. Asante's still there. Derwin's there forever now. Um, Nas maybe is the only one that's coming up on a free agent deal. But other than that, like your skill guys, yeah, I don't, don't draft. You're not going to draft a linebacker that early. I guess we did it. Kenneth Murray, he's still there. So give me all the linemen. <laughs> give me all the big boys. There you go. Yeah. We're, yeah, we would be not mad, Connor, but thank you for asking the question. Again, come back to us later. This We're a little early here. We're still going into postseason. Yeah, we're in the play. We got a game. We got Saturday. a game to look at here. And you're already <laughs> looking at the draft like we're like we're out of it. Um, all right. Well, let's go out of Ask Bolt Fam with Salty Sports Guy, who asked the question, trying to look at some positives here. Herbert played great today, and I thought Lombardi called a great game. Hoping the loss along with the fumbles and drops were a nice wake-up call heading into the playoffs. I hope Mike is okay, but if he's not, I still think we can beat the Jags without him with the way Keenan is playing and the emergence of Palmer as the season went along. I live in South Carolina, so there are quite a few of those Duval chanting bumpkins around me, so this week is going to be torture. It's been an honor listening to you guys during the regular season. Let's keep it rolling for a few more weeks. Oh, yeah, my question. I don't know. Let's uh, do something fun. Compare each team in the AFC playoffs to a fast food chain. Godspeed, Salty Sports Guy, for the for the Duval Bumpkins. Yeah, and good luck down there, can, dude. Uh, yeah, good luck, dude. Stand those guys. Chiefs fans. You get a little hope. bit of the taste of Kevin and Adam's life in, in Missouri right now. Just oh, went to God. the grocery store. They had this huge The grocery store is the worst. Being like, they have these like blow-up <laughs> Kelsey's and Mahomes everywhere. I'm like, I'm yeah. going to throw up. Just yeah. take a knife. Just start. <laughs> just, just like just popping those just little Just get all things. those like yeah. blow-up things. Little. Finish yeah. them off. I don't know. Hey, whoa. Everyone starts crying. In yeah. the grocery store. <laughs> I would love it. Um, all right. So each... Jaguars, probably Taco Bell. I'm probably going to shit themselves this weekend. Okay. I can, um, I can so get I behind Taco that. Bell, and I, you always shit yourself when you go to Taco Bell. It's pretty right. real. Um, real. I'm trying to think. What else? Do we have any Chick-fil-A's in the, in, in the playoffs? Chick-fil-A's. Uh, the Chiefs are this week because they're not showing up this Sunday. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey! Although that's kind of a compliment because they got to buy. It is what it is. There's Chick-fil-A hey, this week. Who's trying to have some fun here? <laughs> who's trying to have a little fun? Who's, who's you know, Arby's, we've got the meat. Who's got the meat in the playoffs this weekend? Who's the mm-hmm. AFC team with the sweaty meat? Big boys. 
Bills, Bills are kind of. I was like going to say the Bills probably feel a little meaty. Yeah, um, <laughs> a little meaty. <laughs> um, what about Jimmy John's? Real fast, they're out of there quick. Ooh, Dolphins. Yeah, they're f-ing in and Dolphins out. are kind of like they're, no, no, Jones. they're in and out. They're literally in and out. Oh. Hey, hey, look at you, dude. Kevin's on a roll. Who's who's the El Pollo Loco? <laughs> the crazy, crazy chicken? chicken of the playoffs. <laughs> who's the crazy chicken? Um, Joe Burrow is pretty insane. He said his window for winning a Super Bowl is always because I'm here. That guy's psychotic. Um, so Loco. he's the crazy chicken, in my opinion. I like it. What would the Chargers be? The best, the best f***ing fast food that like teeters on not being fast food. Being Five fucking guys. Subway. It, we're fresh. Oh, we're so fresh, but like, <laughs> I like, what is the best fast food? Like, where can you get like a, you know, like one of those burgers wrapped in like 24 karat gold shit? You know what I mean? Like that $500 mm. burger. Where is that? Mm. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't know if it exists. I don't think we are fast food. I think we're a sit down meal. Yeah. There we're you sit go. Down. We are. You have to yeah, tip. We're like a Ruth's Chris. You have to tip your waiter because <laughs> they serve house. you all game long. They're going to serve it. us oh. all game long. And mm. we're going to tip them at the end. Look what mm. you did there. 25% because oh. they're going to do extra good. Keep mm. that Everyone drink else. fast food. Mm. Yeah. We're a steakhouse. We're, there yeah. you go. Yeah. We're, we're, we're definitely a steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all of them. I think we hit them all. Yeah. All right. In and out. That'll be quick. (laughs) That was a good one. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, there you go. Salty sports guy. Thank you for asking the question. And thank you all for asking questions here for the Ask Bolt fam. Uh, Tune in next week or tune in Thursday, Friday, 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 Friday. Friday, Friday, get ready for the the day before we play a playoff game. Playoff (laughs) Eve. It's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. Any final thoughts there, gentlemen? Just get excited. It's about to happen. Get ready. It's about to happen. It's about to go down. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for us here, Playoff. folks. Don't f- Playoffs. Playoffs. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay. Love you. Bye. You love you. Bye. And now a word from our sponsors. Have you ever found yourself in Columbia, Missouri and not feeling safe? Then come on down to Sensei Duggan's Taekwondo. Doug. You will learn to punch and kick like an ultimate fighting pro. No matter how old you are, it's important to learn to protect yourself and your loved ones. And if you're truly committed to the art of Taekwondo, Doug, you just might learn to unlock the secret of the footless kick. Watch your chose. So come on down to Sensei Duggan's Taekwondo Doug, right in the Gerb Shopping Mall next to the Weeby Smoking Tobacco Shop off Paris Road. Footless kick. Yeah! BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. 